Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And man, I, I've been looking forward to today's episode forever. And I will say, I've been trying to get this guest on this podcast for a long time. He is hard to track down and it's hard to get on his schedule, but uh, this man really needs no introduction. Uh, my good friend, Ezra Firestone, is joining me today. If you don't know, Ezra, if you've been living under a rock for the last five, six, seven years, uh, Ezra is the co-founder and CEO of Boom by Cindy Joseph, one of the premier online skincare brands. He's also the founder of Smart Marketer and the Blue Ribbon Mastermind, which by the way is, I think, like the premier mastermind for e-commerce companies. I say that all the time. I do not get paid to say that. And so uh, you pay me that, to say that. Ezra, yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks for coming on. Welcome to the show. Yeah, happy to be here, man. Um, you know, always enjoy the opportunity to, to talk e-commerce with other uh, sort of e-com nerds. And um, yeah, I'm not doing as many shows these days because my head is down running my companies. Um, but I, I relish the opportunity. And for all you listeners, you are my people. You know, it's like this is this is uh, it's really fun to come together and look at how to how can we collectively support one another in doing a better job running our businesses, being better people, like looking how we can uh, cultivate excellence. I've been watching this Michael Jordan documentary. Dude. Oh, see, I didn't know you were a basketball guy. Oh, I mean, listen, I was, um, I would, I, I grew up as a basketball player, a basketball. I love basketball. And, and I was not a, uh, you know, who couldn't, you couldn't help but love being a kid in the early nineties and not Absolutely. love Michael Jordan, Scotty transform the game and transform sports in a lot wasn't of wasn't my team, but, but just watching that guy, his, you know, strive for excellence is, I just, it was not, I was too young to appreciate what that was at that time. So getting to kind of revisit those memories now has been really fun. That documentary is amazing. So after watching the first two episodes uh, on this past Sunday night when it aired, I was like, man, I, I could watch another two or three episodes like right now. I know, right now. Yeah, and I know. Well, they did it smart, right? Two episodes a week for five weeks did. is really smart because I'm going to be, I, I also binge watch both episodes all at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's something about, and, and I appreciated Michael Jordan, you know, his final season, that last dance season was my senior year in high school. So wow. I appreciated it, but probably not at the level that I do now. And six titles in eight years, like that's just unheard of. Anyway, <laughs> He's the goat, man. Up. Listen, you want to talk LeBron, you want to talk Kobe. There is no, you can't. He Thank just was, he was killer, like man. cultural phenomena in a way. And by the way, I'm never sure if it's a cultural phenomenon or a cultural phenomenon. One of those two, I can't, I don't know the mm. proper usage. Phenomenon would be singular, right? I think that's phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. Cultural phenomenon yeah. in a way that, that these other athletes just aren't, weren't. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff, man. So what I want to do, because uh, we only have a short time together and I want to make sure we maximize this time. I want to talk through kind of how you and your team are approaching the current economic climate, which at the time of, of this recording, and just, just to make this official, it is April 22nd. So we are still in the midst of lockdown across the US and, and things are interesting. Things are very interesting in the e-commerce world. Some of us are way up. Some people are kind of flat. Some people are down. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but mostly up. So I want to get an idea of how you guys are handling the current situation and also how you're thinking about what the new normal of e-commerce is, is going to look like. And then, you know, because you are the world famous Ezra Firestone, and I, I always learn a lot as we hang out and just chat, I want to even say how you're doing, but, you know, what you're 
thinking about this time personally and kind of how you're yeah. you know, deciding to thrive and things like that. Uh, but let's start with the team aspect first. So, so how are you and your team thinking about the current climate? How are you preparing for the new normal? And then go into any detail there that, that seems interesting to you. Sure. Well, it's evolved. I mean, the first thing that happened was everybody freaked out, man. Nobody, this is, we're a month in. I'm a month right. into quarantine, maybe a month and five days or something into self-isolation, social distance, shelter in place. I'm, I'm in that and my team is in that. We're, you are probably in that now, at least a month, right? Yep. So when it first started, everybody was scared. Nobody knew how long it was going to last. Didn't seem like it was going to be quite this long at the first start of it. And so the first thing I had to do was kind of like reassure everybody, hey, listen, you're not going to lose your job. We're yes. going to keep, you know, we're going to keep moving forward. Luckily, we're in a situation where, you know, we can, uh, um, you know, continue to operate. We, we were a virtual company anyways. Let's quick, let's quick improve our cash position by running a sale. Uh, we waited a week or so. We didn't mention coronavirus. We operated as per normal, but we weren't sure at that time if fulfillment centers were going to be considered essential business. So right. we quick ran a sale that performed extremely well, improved our cash position a little bit. Um, and then things sort of started even now. It was like basically things started to hit the fan March 13th, like for real, for real, from a business context. Then like March, we were doing like hundred grand a day from January 1st to March 13th. March 13th to March 25th, that dropped to like $40,000 a day. Everything seized up and was tight. And then all of a sudden, it started to expand the opposite direction. And I can give you a statistic here. I, I uh, own and operate a company called Zipify Apps and we have a uh, checkout replacement for Shopify that operates across 4,000 stores. Let me give you this data. March 1st through 13th, the average amount of revenue that we processed through our application every day was 1.7 million. And we processed about 30,000 active orders a day. And across how many stores is that, Ezra? About, about 4,000 stores. 4,000 stores. Well, I got a good sample size, a bunch of different yep. markets. Today, yesterday, we processed 3.6 million. Dude. So 2 million more than our average. And it's just been going straight up like this. Right. So e-commerce is spiking. We saw that same thing with Boom. Problem we ran into with Boom was our we manufacture in New York. I'm going to get to the team thing, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of the history of what's happening with me yeah, and my yeah, business. Great. We manufacture in New York. New York is not a good place to be. I mean, hey, everywhere is struggling, but New York is really struggling with this. Absolutely. VR. I'm in New York. And it's also not a good place to manufacture <laughs> at this particular moment in time. And so my manufacturer shut down. My core product that everybody comes to me for, I can't get any more of it. So um, I had to quick dial down the scale on ads. I went from spending $20,000 a day on awareness level advertising down to 2000 But things are working so well and things are converting so well that I'm still, I'm not, my revenue is not dialed down enough. I got to cut, I'm tomorrow, as of tomorrow, no acquisition spend on Facebook at all. Wow. And I'm just going to, instead of acquiring new customers, I'm just going to use the inventory I have to support past customers who know me, like me, trust me. My email schedule, I usually email three times a week content, keeping people engaged. I'm going to bring that down to one because every email is making too much money. So I have this problem where the, for the first time ever in the history of my companies, that particular company, I need to sell less because I want to, I can't bet I have two and a half months worth of inventory. Two now, I've been a half a month. I can't bet that I'm going to be back online in two months. I mean, maybe we will. But if we're not, I'll be shut down. I have to furlough my employees. So, uh, so I'm dialing down to break even. So I just operate at break even. As I'm trying to. It's not. I'm not succeeding at that so far. Um, so that's happening with that business. With Zipify apps, interestingly, which is a software as a service application for Shopify stores, up twenty percent because all these businesses are coming on to Shopify right now. And I am fortunate enough to have been working as a 
you know, ambassador, influencer, you know, cult, creating content, cultivating my presence in the Shopify space for the last decade. So now when a bunch of people come in the door, they find me. So I'm, I'm seeing a nice little spike there. Not to mention, I make more, the more money that comes through my checkout, the more money I make, right? So, so that's doing quite well, interestingly. I'm about a 20% up and that company is very uh, stable. Smart Marketer is also very stable because Smart Marketer is an information publishing company where we sell information on how to be an online business and succeed at an online business and run ads and do sales funnel optimization and all that kind of stuff. I'm not so much in the day-to-day of that. Molly Pittman is the CEO there, but that's that company is also doing well. So I have two companies doing well out of this, always been all virtual, and one company that's in some serious trouble, which is my biggest company that makes as much money as it uh, makes me most of the money that I make comes from that that big company. I mean, the other ones do well, they make a couple million bucks a year, but like in terms of what I actually live on, I usually kind of parlay the money in those other companies right back in and you know, yeah, build yeah, it up. Yeah. So that's sort of like a, a, a picture of where I am. And I want, to, I want to kind of riff on that just a little bit because we, we've seen some of the same things. It's been very interesting. You know, in those first couple of weeks of, of quarantine, it was like everybody put on the brakes, you know, consumers included. We did see some of our, some e-commerce was up at that time because people weren't going to physical stores, so they had to buy online. But then it's like something opened up in April and then we saw another spike. And I'm not sure if you saw this in your Zipify data, but like last week, since last oh, week, things have crazy. popped up. And I think that's like uh, stimulus money is our, our estimation. So our, yeah, like well, our Amazon clients, our Google clients, they're all... We're... we're uh, Four sixteen. percent of our clients are up right now. Four sixteen was the day after the stimulus hit. The average in one click upsell skyrocketed by half a million. Wow. Has to be stimulus money. Has to. But be. let me point out also one of the big things is that Generation Y and the Boomers. You're Gen X. I'm Millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, you're Gen X, right? I'm right on. So I'm born in '80. Like most of the studies I see say Gen X. You're I've Gen seen X, a couple dude. Say Gen Don't I'm let right anybody tell you otherwise. Claim Gen X. It's more. Gen it's X more cooler. culturally popular than being a millennial. Yeah, exactly. I can tell you, Gen People X. We'll go Gen X. Things. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So Gen Y and the Boomers. There's a huge uh, swath of them. Swath that is that never shopped online. That are being forced to adopt this technology now. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing e-commerce grow so rapidly is because a huge percentage of the population that has money and spends money was not using e-commerce and now they are. So that's now cool. Now they are. And, that, and I think that behavior is going to continue, right? So they're, they're forced adoption right now because they can't get out. A lot of that behavior is going to continue if they have a good experience. Yes, it will. And that it, this will fast forward e-commerce growth in America from 15% year over year to it'll be 60% this year or something crazy. And then it's just going to keep going. So it's pretty cool. To talk about where I'm at with my team, first thing I did was like say, listen, guys, I am, uh, I have, we're fiscally responsible. We always have a year's worth of liquidity. Which is amazing, by the way. No matter what, I'm keeping you. So I I reassured them because they were all freaking out. Now, look, if Boom goes under and it does, can't sell product, there's a point at which I will not be able to keep paying people, right? I applied for the payroll loan. I didn't get it. The payroll loan thing dried up. Apparently now it's been refilled as of today. Yeah, I think you'll be good eventually. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. I didn't get it, exactly. <laughs> so, which is fine. Good for you, you know? So the next thing I did was say, hey, in this time of um, less promotion and uh, more space in general, and we're not promoting, we're not launching products, we're not running ads as much, what can we do? Well, we, there's a couple things we can do. We can create assets, right? So we went, we started going heavy into what can we create? 
we invested very heavily, more even more heavily into our ambassador program to get more digital assets so that when we are ready to promote, we have more testimonials. Can you talk a little bit about your ambassador program? What is that? Because you guys do an amazing okay. job with it. And, and we benefit as, you know, running your YouTube ads, we benefit from this ambassador program. But yeah. explain what it is. So a lot of people think of influencer marketing. I think influencer marketing is dumb because influence, I mean, okay, dumb is a, uh, that's an aggressive statement. But I think influencer marketing is um, a misguided approach in today's economy because today's e-commerce economy is all about creative. It's about putting a message in front of someone that really resonates with them. Yeah, you got to do everything else right. Sales page, optimization, upsell, average order value, all that content marketing. But but the first thing you got to do is get a, an asset, a digitally created, a digital asset that is in front of a, a prospect that really resonates with them. Well, influencer marketing, what you're doing is you're counting on a, a very small number of individuals who have a following and you're trying to take advantage of their following. What we've done is actually create influencers out of our customers. So we have a brand ambassador program. I won't get too much into the actual technical specifics of how we operate it, but essentially we incentivize our customers through giving them swag and we do one-to-one communication with them. We teach them how to do videos for us. We send them a, a, a selfie stick and a light. We send them a video. We send them all of our products. We give them examples of what we want. They do videos for us talking about why they love our products, the benefit of owning our products, why they love our brand. And now we have and these videos. By the way, these videos are so good. They're as you watch them, you the 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 authenticity comes through. You can tell it's a real customer. It's someone's not reading a script. It, it just it resonates, and, and so these speak, make for great ads. They speak to different segments of the population. You know, Beth from Georgia, Facebook knows to pump her in the Midwest. You know, Kim from New York's a little more hard edge. Facebook pumps her on the East Coast, so you get like all these different avatars. So we are basically having our customers be our brand ambassadors, incentivizing them and working with them one-to-one to create videos that we then use, images, all kinds of stuff, poems, articles. It's not just ads, uh, at digital assets. So we're, we're investing a lot in that because we have some downtime. We're writing a lot of articles. We're going and optimizing all of our email flows. We're creating new uh, parts of our blog. We're coming up with new ideas. Like we're From the creative standpoint, we're using this time to create more. That's one thing. The other thing that we're doing is we're using this time to assess all of our operations, do some spring cleaning, reorganize our Google drives, recreate our standard operating procedures, check all of our customer service macros. Um, You know, like we call it spring cleaning. We're supposed to do it every year. We don't do it every year, but now we're like getting a kick in the butt to do that. And we are investing heavily in supply chain redundancy. I've got $40,000 in bets right now out with five different labs trying to recreate the products that I have Get, get a hand sanitizer because that will sell. We have a community of women who love us. If we had a natural organic sanitizer, that would sell right now. So take a little bit of advantage of what people are wanting at this particular moment. Um, it's harder to make a really wonderful hand sanitizer than it is a face mask. So it will be a unique offering in the marketplace. Sure, you can get a lot of sanitizer, but it will sell. So we've got a lot of bets placed on uh, product creation and supply chain redundancy, which is something that is uh, showed up as a whole in our strategy. It's like, dude, you sell $25 million a year, but you only got one person who makes your stuff. That wasn't so smart, you know? So, so you know, you basically- weren't, You weren't counting on a pandemic, but, you know, something, anything can happen when you don't have a yeah. So kind of investing heavily in the creation of all variety of assets and optimization of the assets we have, uh, you know, namely being our email flows, but creation of new assets, articles, blog posts, pre-sell articles, ambassador videos, the whole nine. Really, I, I, I love that idea. I want, I want to uh, highlight that just really quickly. The, this idea of building assets, 
because we've done something very similar at OMG Commerce and it's already paying off. And I'm like, I don't know why it took a pandemic for us to do this, but make good use of this time. So we, we were, I was going to speak at like five events. I know you were too, uh, between now and the end of uh, May. Those all got postponed, canceled, made virtual something. But we just, we've been doubling down on our content marketing, writing blog posts. Yeah. I've been shooting videos. I recorded several yeah. videos. We've been doing our own advertising, which we never do our own advertising because we, we have like tons of leads coming in. And so like looking at what kind of assets can you create as a team that is so, so smart. I just want to and internet that. consumption is up 40%. So there's more yeah. people wanting more entertainment. So if you it, can it, entertain yeah. your community, you can even, uh, one of the things we do a lot is we, um, we curate from the internet. We pull funny videos, memes, articles, and we send a, a newsletter that said, hey, here's all the best stuff from the internet this week. People love that kind of thing. It's great. So we're doing. Yeah, a lot I of actually creation. saw. So up, I think internet usage is up 40 But I have some friends that that run organic, you know, YouTube channels, and some of them their views are up one hundred and fifty to two hundred percent. Wild thing. Yeah. yeah. So 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 basically, you know, operating as per normal with my team, securing them, and having them all look at, hey, from your position, what do you think we could do better to serve our customers, create better products, do better marketing? So really investing in creation. That's kind of like the strategy with the team. Uh, whereas on the Zipify side, you know, we're busier than ever in support. We don't have the same luxury. It's a whole different thing. It's like, it's just a whole different experience with Zipify than it is with Boom because Boom has space in a new way and Zipify is crammed in a new way. So it's kind of like an interesting balance, you know? It's crazy. It's like... Uh... Sometimes, you know, because e-commerce is good, it, it almost creates issues because it's so good, like like with the supply chain. Yeah, think about fulfillment, just, right? My fulfillment center is just, they're like, we just never expected this particular surge. And so we got to shut down on Sundays to give our team a break. And they also have to, you know, fulfillment centers, think about it. They're operating, they're essential business, but they they have a new way of operating with social distancing rules. Right, right. Yeah, cost so of fulfillment is higher. Cost of sanitation is higher. All these things. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, we're charging you an extra 50 bucks a week because we got to sanitize everything. So... They're, so they're a little slower. So it's just, it's a wild time, man. Yeah, yeah. But what, what's so interesting, you know, I think that the perspective that, that you guys have and, and, and we're, we have the same perspective is, you know, we don't know what the new normal is going to look like. We don't know exactly, you know, it, it seems like at the time of this recording, some of the lockdowns will ease in the next two weeks to the month, whatever. So things, some things may get back to sort of normal. Uh, I think if you're focused on assets, Taking care of customers, improving your processes, all that—you'll be able to really benefit when 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 things turn, or when you get more inventory. So, really positioning yourself to to take advantage. And if you of, don't have inventory, you know, build audiences. Right? I'm going ham don data on on generating email. What was that again? Ham don don ham don data, man. I'm going hard in the paint <laughs> on another way to say that. Yeah, I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm I'm placing heavy bets on audience building because traffic is cheaper than I've ever seen. It, it is. I am seeing $19 sales in the awareness pillar on Facebook for an $85 average order value. Have not seen that since 2015. We are seeing $29 sales on YouTube. On YouTube. I've not yeah. seen that ever for me nope. in my nope. account. It's always been 50 to 60, sometimes 70. You know, so $29, like blow your mind right now. I you really have, wish you had more inventory right now. <laughs> I know. Me too, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, you can build your audiences. You can put out content, build, um, you know, build audiences of people who view, view your videos. I put out two coronavirus videos. I spent like 300 bucks on them or maybe a little bit more, but not much. 150,000 views a piece Saw on Facebook. That. Yeah, so, those are great videos, by the way. Uh, the, it's like yeah. there's so much more visibility. So I'm, I'm generating email leads and building audiences 
uh, as well, very heavily. And you should be doing the same no matter what brand you're in. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. That's, that's awesome. So uh, just kind of looking at the, the personal side of things, because, you know, to be successful entrepreneurs and successful marketers, we can't totally separate the personal from the business, right? Yeah. Any, any insights or thoughts on, on what you're doing to stay as positive as, as possible and then to, to try to have a, a healthy outlook uh, mm-hmm. both now and then into the you know near-term future? I have a mantra that I have had since I was a little kid and it goes like this, face the inevitable with joy. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is inevitable. This is happening. And I can- You can't slow it down. You can't change it. it. Yeah. But so I might as well face it with joy. I might as well show up and do what I can do. And, you know, um, humans do not like surprise. We don't like change. Surprise is bad. Surprise is different than what we expected. And so we go down and we're worried, whoa, this is not, surprise is not a good thing. And this is a big surprise and it's freaking people out. And if you have any baseline fear, anxiety, um, you know, this will bring it to the surface. Anything that's going on, any fear and anxiety that you might have uh, in your body and mind about other things in life, well, this is a big thing to be afraid of, a big uncertainty, a big a thing that's going to produce anxiety. What does the future look like? And so there's temptation to operate from that, you know, sort of heightened perspective. And, you know, I've been using this um, opportunity to take more joy from, like, I, I take for granted my daily life, man, my super nice, beautiful space in upstate New York. It's amazing, by the way. Yeah. Wonderful kitchen, all the fun little toys I have, like skateboards. Like, I there's more joy and pleasure and gratitude to be uh, taken and had from what I already have. It's a a greater skill to have the ability to enjoy what you have than to have the ability to get what you want. So I've been practicing gratitude. I've been practicing, um, you know, feeling the feelings of fear and anxiety and and worry when they come up, uh, but not trying to stuff them down because that doesn't work, but feeling them and then letting them go and trying to just you know, um, and I've been using this as an opportunity to develop habits that I want to have when this is over. So I've been, you know, um, uh, going to sleep earlier, not not being on my phone after 8 p.m., um, you know, being asleep by 10, 30, 11, waking up at 7. I, mean, I always had a pretty good sleep-wake cycle, but really being diligent about it, meditating, moving my body regularly, doing a liver cleanse. So I want to, you know, it's like uh, basically we don't have any fried food, no oils, no salts, no proteins for a week, doing a little cleanse, like taking care of myself and using this as an opportunity to develop some habits that I want to have when this is over. Cause I got time sitting at home. I got way more time than I normally, I'm not on the road. I'm not speaking at events. I'm not doing, you know, I just I have space to, um, to cultivate some healthy habits that I want to have and some areas of my life that I normally ignore. I'm confronting. I'm spending more time. Carrie and I spend a lot of time together. We're spending even more time together and, you know, looking at what we want to have happen in our life and using this as a chance to reassess, like, are we ready to have kids? You know, it's kind of like reassessing our worldview. Um, So that's been cool. On the other side of it, I'm getting kicked out of my rental. I'm in a rental house. I'm building a house that's not ready. I got to move all my stuff. Well, that is very intense. When you're kicked out of your house during a, a lockdown is not the easiest thing in the world, I'm sure. And it's also like, okay, I have a lot of stuff. Yeah, that, dude. That, so, that house you're in right now is not small. Like it's not no, a not a one person job to move that. Yeah. So that's a whole thing. And then you don't really, you can't really hire movers. So I'm kind of dealing with that. But, you know, on the personal side of it, it's like, uh, this is a very intense experience for it worldwide, for everyone. And, yeah. you know, it's going to do me no good to be in a constant state of freak out. Like the first week. I was glued to this. I was on yeah. Twitter every minute trying to find out what was going on. I was just like over consuming the, uh, 
pandemic content. I was, it was too, it was too <laughs> much of a nothing pandemic. But, nothing, nothing but anxiety if you do that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, this is not, this is not making me feel any better. And right. hey, what do I need to know? Well, maybe once every day or two, I need to know where are we with this thing? What does, you know, what are the doctors saying? Like what's going on in the world? I like Twitter for that. It's fun. It's nice to know kind of where things are and have a sense of, hey, are, is the curve flattening? What do people think is happening? Right. I'm doing that, but I'm no longer, you know, by the way, I was eating a bag of chips every day when this first started. I've, when this first started, all these things I'm telling you that I'm doing now, I was not doing. You were doing. not doing, yeah, yeah. I think everybody had that. And, and, I, and I want to just underscore a couple of things that I want to, to pivot back to, to specific business stuff and maybe get into some some Facebook ad tactics and strategies you're using right now, which would be kind of fun. But I, I love this idea of getting into routine, taking care of your body, you know, doing some things now that you you didn't think you had the time to do before. Uh, we were just talking about the last dance documentary. I am watching a little bit of Netflix, but we also, my wife and I decided a couple weeks ago, we're like, man, we're in the evenings, we're watching maybe a little too Netflix, too much Netflix. Like let's, let's read, let's, let's talk. Like let's, you know, let's uh, rather than just binge, binge watching Netflix, you know, which there's nothing wrong with that on occasion, but yeah, do things, build habits, do things that you'll be proud of. And I think for some of us, we'll be able to look back at this time with, with at least some fondness, like saying, hey, there, there was a crazy time, intense time, a hard time, but some really good things came out of it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, and it's, it's like, it's not, it's kind of like it takes a daily vigilance, right? It's like, it does. Yeah. Not, you don't just do it one day and then it's over. It's like, well, tomorrow you got to make the decision not to eat the whole bag of corn chips that you went ahead and bought 20 bags of. So they're all in your closet. I'm not saying <laughs> I did that, but you know, yeah. I got it. So I like closed my closet. My brother came, I gave him six bags of chips. A great gift. And uh, yeah, that cuts down on the chance that you'll uh, uh, dig into all of those. Yeah. Very good. Well, hey, so let's talk a little bit about what are you doing specifically with with Facebook? I know you're about to cut cut down top line or your cold traffic uh, spend, but but any any specific new things you're doing right now, or or things you recommend people do other than build audiences and some of the things we just talked about? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing my best to spend as little as I possibly can, uh, but you know, there's some there's always fun stuff you can be doing, right? Like you can do. Uh, you know, um, you can go to Clavio and you can create an audience of someone who bought once and then, um, you know, had had one visit to the site and also a purchase. And then you can do a lookalike based on that. That's an impulse buyer. That's someone who only came to the site one time, bought. That's a little segment of the population. Yeah. Who you can then say, hey, Facebook, find more people who look like that. You can be doing fun stuff with audiences. I, my experience has been that the name of the game on Facebook right now and Instagram is creative. And that the, and in particular video creative and in particular multiple, like sort of a longer form one, maybe like a three to four to five minute one, a sub, you know, a 15 second one for stories, but iteration and diversity of creative is what is winning in the Facebook, Instagram marketplace, because they're pretty good at figuring out who's going to buy following the scent. And, uh, you know, if you supply the algorithm with a bunch of different pieces of creative that it can try to put out there you have a much better shot. And, and so this, this ambassador program is the first time we've had an evergreen source of creative because we'd always have to go do photo shoots or video shoots or interviews. And like, we never just had this evergreen consistent video coming in every week, three more people. Oh my goodness. There's three minutes. That's gold in that one. Like, so this has been a real, um, 
gift to us this year to have this supply of evergreen creative and not just continually be cutting up UCR videos. You know, we've been using those same set of assets. Yep. Years, they work. We cut them in different ways, but now we have a, a new a fresh supply. Unfortunately, we can't use it. So I'm not doing anything super special other than what I always talk to you about other than this fresh supply of creative. And at the particular moment, I got it all dialed back. Yeah, got it. So one thing I will mention, and in this this like just came out. I'm not even sure if you've seen this yet or not, Ezra, but but Google made an announcement that they're going to make Google Shopping free for some okay, people. Okay, so quick yeah. note for those who are listening at, and I'm going to say, where is it at here? Eight hours ago, exactly, inside Blue Ribbon Mastermind, not responded to, by the way, podcast listeners, not responded to. I say, hey, Brett Curry, does this mean that all product listings are now going to be free oh, no. or that non... I didn't get a notification. I didn't see or that. Or that other non-paid merchants can list, but you can still buy product listing ads like we do, but get prominent placement. So which is it? Do... do uh, you got to go in and respond to that. I'm going to go respond uh, to it. Uh, so does that mean that nobody pays? Or does that mean we still get prominent by paying, but then other people are in there for free? How does that... Yeah, yeah. so it's a great question. So I will say now, now you mentioned this before, like using Facebook less... I'm, we, we're starting a contest with my wife and I and my three big kids that whoever picks up their phone the most or uses the most screen time has to buy a meal for everybody else. And so I looked and I was like, Facebook is the thing I'm on the most. So I haven't been on Facebook hardly at all today. And so you. that's why, but I will respond to that. So here's, here's the scoop on Google Shopping. So when you go to the main, main Google page and you search for skin cream, the main results on the, on the Google search engine results page, those are still paid. So when you see those Google Shopping ads on Google.com, those are paid. If you click through to the Google Shopping tab, the top results there also paid. But as you scroll down, some of those listings below that could be free. So if you advertise already on Google Shopping, like Boom does, like all of our clients do, and you have a, a Merchant Center product feed, you'll qualify for those free clicks. So your, your products are now eligible to be in those, in those free placements, those free listings. So really, you don't need to do anything. We were just talking to our, our rep today. Early estimates are if you're a current advertiser, you'll get like 3 to 5% more clicks, you know, free clicks. So cool. it's not, it's not going to be a game changer for anybody that's already on the platform, but it, it'll be nice. It'll be a nice little addition. You'll be able to see in Merchant Center, free clicks versus paid clicks and how they perform. So we haven't seen any of that data yet. We'll, we'll see it soon. I'll, I'll update people, update Blue Ribbon, what that, what that looks like. Now, if you're not on Google Shopping, you can go through the same process just like you would if you were going to pay for ads. So you build a product feed, get a Merchant Center account, upload that feed. Uh, but then, then your products are eligible to, to show in those free placements. Also, if you're looking like Google Shopping on your phone, same thing, some of the lower placements will be free. So yeah, advertisers, you still have a big advantage. It's, you know, not everything is free. You can't just go free and, you know, hope to maintain uh, a similar volume, but... Still pretty yeah, sweet though. Pretty cool. So pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So take advantage of it. This is a great time to make sure we're actually just reviewing all feeds, yours included, looking at, hey, do we, do we have the best keyword optimized titles? Should we test some new titles? Let's look at our descriptions. Let's look at our product type. Let's make sure that we're keyword rich, not keyword stuffing, but keyword rich. And that's going to impact those free listings as well. And that's super powerful. Yeah, man. So, so any other thoughts? And you, you have the, the distinct privilege of hanging out with, with really some of the best, brightest 
e-commerce store owners, some of the coolest as well. Like you've done a great job of, of pulling together this community of really cool people that are fun to hang out with and really smart. Uh, any, any thoughts on, on what e-commerce looks like, you know, this summer or this fall yeah. Or, or yeah. Any, um, any of that? So it's a great, great time to be in the e-commerce sector and you know, Hey, this is a darkness, but there will be a dawn. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. And um, that, that even if you're out of product or even if your supplier shut down or even if you're, you're having manufacturing issues, do whatever you can to stay steady because the skill set that you have of being a, understanding how to be an e-commerce merchant is so valuable. A lot of people want to know what you know. All the bricks and mortar businesses who are currently out of the ads auctions, uh, all the local businesses, they all want to know how to do this. And so um, the e- e-commerce is going to be the new normal. It's like, we're not going back to a bricks and mortar um, society. It's not, I mean, first of all, the malls were dying anyways. All the big retailers, many of them were going bankrupt. It was happening slowly. It was a generation away. This just hyperspeeded it. So, And even when some things open up, there will still be a lot of people that are going to say, eh, I'm not going to chance it. Let's anything I can buy online, I'll do it. For sure. And they're all going to open up probably with social distancing rules. And yeah. who really knows? I mean... Who knows? Maybe it'll just go away in the summer and not come back. That'd be cool. I'd love that. Maybe they'll keep... At some point, you got to start the economy back up. Okay, so... Right, you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's um, the alternative, you know? Yeah, but um, but I think that stay the course, create assets, expand your audience, you know, do your best to, to um, create liquidity for yourself. So you've got like, like improve your cash position in whatever way you can. Run a sale right now while you can sell stuff, make some money, like have a little money on hand, you know, so that you can weather any kind of storm that might come up a couple months worth of, of payroll, maybe a couple months, six months or 12 months worth of your living expenses. Like, you know, look to increase your financial liquidity if that's available to you um, in some kind of way, um, you know, and now's a great time to spend. A lot of big businesses were built out of recessions. FedEx, yep. Domino's Pizza, it's at a list goes Kell- on. Kellogg's, Great Depression, they they surpassed yeah. the Post, who was always the leader, and like they, they gained a ton of market share. And Toyota. it's the companies that market during yes. the recession. Yes. Yeah. Those are the companies that, that expand. And so yeah. it's not a time to contract. It's a time to look at how to expand. Hey, what are people buying? Hand sanitizer? I'm going to figure out how to make that organic and natural. And I'm going to bring that out. Like it's a time to look yeah. for where can you curate to and offer what people are wanting at this particular moment. Like um, the Uber guy, he sold all of his rideshare stuff and invested it all in uh, food delivery stuff six months ago. He's a royal asshole, according to the, pardon my language, according to all the, everything. I don't know. What do I know? But I read about how horrible he was to his employees and this and that. The guy who was the CEO of Uber. Yep, 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 yep. Well, that guy had some foresight because <laughs> he got out of ride sharing and into food delivery. So it's like, that was smart. Yeah. So yeah. because everybody predicted this, but this like, you know, food delivery was on, on the uptick anyway, and this just accelerated yeah. it by years. So what are you noticing people want? Like one of the things I've noticed is anybody with kids, Brett Curry, I'd be very curious to your opinion on this. They're all struggle city right now. Like my, my uh, I'm the godfather of um, uh, a really good friend of mine's kid. And he's a stay-at-home dad, you know. He's he also works. named Ezra too, right? Isn't the kid named Ezra? No, no, that's okay. Shaquille's kid. Okay, 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 yeah. His godfather, but I love that little kid. <laughs> this is Boris's kid, Judah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Boris, yeah. my CMO, I grew up with him. 
Well, he's like, man, this is a whole new world. He doesn't have any friends he can go play with where he wants us to play with him all day. We don't want to, we can't do that. We're overwhelmed. We got to work. Like parents are struggling. So like, I'm looking at what could I do to support parents? Like, how could I create an offer, some kind of entertainment, some kind of product? Like that seems like a market that is going to buy and could really use a value add. And I'm sure there's a million people trying to solve this problem, but I'm just saying, look for problems that you notice with your particular lens in your life experience. What do you notice out there? And can you solve that? Yeah. What problem do you see? What opportunity do you see that that lines up with your brand and your core message, but that is now relevant and fresh and new because of the environment we're in? And, and yeah, so to talk about kids now, we, so we parents, have eight kids. Flather your kids in skincare. <laughs> yes. They'll have a great lots, time. Lots of boom, uh, boom silk, boom glow, scrub, like all of it. Just you need all the whole boom line. That's what you need. Uh, so what's interesting, you know, is we have eight kids. We we homeschool. They do a one one day a week school, and they're involved in sports, and all kinds of activities, and and they do get out and they're socially adjusted and all that. So we we've actually handled, I think, this situation better than a lot of people because it's not as different as it is for some. And we have eight, so they can kind of entertain themselves. Which is which is kind of nice, but we are looking for, and, and we've always been committed. Like, hey, we're not just going to shove the kids in front of the, the, a screen. They're not just going to watch TV all day long. So we've been looking for what what kind of activities, what kind of crafts. We've been buying things. We just bought a master class, which probably skews more to our older kids. But like, you know, learn learn how to write movie scripts and learn how to do photography and cooking and like looking for things like that. So there is a huge opportunity. I think it's going to continue into the summer. Uh, we have a couple of clients that sell like stay at home or, or, or crafts and activities for kids at home. They're blowing up. They're exploding. Wow. We're wow. looking for angles. Uh, I mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times, but uh, one of our clients, Big Blanket, they sell these massive blankets. They went for an angle. We kind of helped them with, hey, let, like build an epic blanket for it at home. Like here, yeah. here's a creative use of our product. Yeah. Use that home with kids. So be thinking about, about those things. Super Smart. Powerful. Yeah. You should teach people how to homeschool, dude. Yeah, I don't know that I, that'd be my wife, man. She's the one that knows how to do that. But but really, I mean, everybody, we're all forced homeschoolers right now, right? Which how is, do you homeschool a kid? I mean, that's got to be an info product that would sell on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Brittany's charming. Get her out there, man. I mean, she's that's got a good that. idea. She would, she would do well on video. All right. All right. Well, I got I to got, I got, I respond to the post in Blue Ribbon, build a business for Brittany. Yeah. And there we go. <laughs> so we're good to go. Uh, hey, so what I want to kind of wrap up with, because I know you got to go, is uh, I'm a huge fan of Blue Ribbon. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast. I believe, so I'm part of two masterminds, Blue Ribbon, War Room. Uh, I believe right now, masterminds are more important than ever. I think when, when, when times are good, you're, you're in a mastermind, so you can take advantage of the upside and all the opportunities that are coming. But right now, you need like a good community, a good support system to help get your head right, to bounce ideas off of, to find out what's working, like to hear about things before you'd hear about them otherwise. It's so, never been more active, Ribbon. It's yeah. Gone. Yeah. Super tight right now. So any, any quick plugs for Blue Ribbon and what advice would you give to people uh, yeah, look, I, thinking about a mastermind. You know, I feel that like there's power in groups that you don't know it all. And we are all ever the student. And it really helps to have a group of folks who are doing the same thing you're doing at a high level who have different areas of expertise. Brett's the Google guy. I'm the Facebook sales funnel supply chain guy. Kevin Bombino's the software brilliant financial guy. He's a savant, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we got a hundred seven, eight, and nine figure e-commerce business owners, all CEOs, founders, and CMOs 
in there with trans who are transparent, who have integrity, who are all doing good things in the world, who all want to help each other. Um, and whether you join my mastermind, you can go to smartmarketer.com forward slash mastermind and click to apply. And then if, if you are approved, then you'll come to have a phone call with me. I don't just let anybody in. I talk to every person. First of all, you got to get through the approval process, which you just fill out the application. Easy to do. I'll take a look at it. I'll either say yes or no. If I say yes, I'll email you to set up a call and we'll talk and see if it's a good fit for you. Um, you know, it's not a good fit if you're under a million dollars a year in revenue. Not going to be a fit for you. This is really a, a fit for brands that are established that are looking to scale and looking to have access to a network and community. And really what Blue Ribbon is, in addition to that network and that community and that support and those events and all that, it is ongoing, continuing education for everyone on your team. Your project manager, your copywriter, your social media marketer, uh, your email marketer, your advertiser. You will not need any other courses or training for anyone on your team who's in a pivotal key role ever again. This will handle it up to the minute every day. We're doing stuff. We're sharing it. We're documenting it. My email marketer, my social media person, other people in the group. So you really have that kind of, I look at it as continuing education for um, found CMO founders and CEOs who have teams who want them educated, but then also want a group for themselves where they can network and collaborate and, and meet people and all that. So that's kind of like the... Yeah, there's, there's really nothing like this group. Uh, the community is amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, the courses are fantastic. I really like that Google course that you guys have. That The guy that did that Google course, really brilliant. That I guy, I yeah, listen. that's like a heck of a course there. <laughs> uh, so, it's a good course. But, so here's my recommendation. If you qualify, like definitely check out the mastermind. We can hang out. You can hang out with Ezra. If you don't, like if you're not ready for that, that's, that's cool. Go to Smart Marketer, check out the free resources. Ezra puts a ton of good content on Facebook and YouTube and all over the place uh, that you can really benefit from. So check that out as well. Check out Boom. I recommend you go to Boom, get on the email list, it's, see what Ezra's doing. My get educated from that. Yeah. Here's the thing though. If you get on my email list, you have to open the emails because if I'm delivering emails that don't get opened, that hurts my deliverability. So I don't mind you spying on my marketing, but if you don't actually look at my emails, you're not doing me any favor and I'm going to boot you out of there anyways. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But that's one of my favorite tactics. And I don't do this a lot, just with a few people. Watch what smart people are doing with their email marketing. You'll learn a lot. It'll yeah. influence ad copy in other places. So, all right, man. Hey, really appreciate the time. I know you got a jet, Ezra. Thanks for the time, Brett man. The Fury. Fury. Brett the Fury. Yeah, you gave me that nickname. It has stuck. Uh, I have a lot of people that call me the Fury. Um, I need to change my Slack handle and some other things to, to Dude, it's, it's true, man. You bring the heat. You bring the noise, man. You're, you're really good at what you do. So thank yeah. you for being out there doing it and appreciate you having me on. Thanks, brother. All right. Ezra Firestone, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. Thanks, brother. All right. So as always, thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear feedback. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of, less of. Uh, if you feel so inclined, leave that review on iTunes. That helps other people find the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com 
and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.